Good evening from Plughead Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. And I'm Alante. And I'm Abram. And we are here with episode 470 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology uh, for June 25th, 2017. This is our 10-year anniversary show, so it'll be a little different. Uh, this show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, we look back on the last 10 years of F5 Live Refreshing Technology, Plug Hits Live Radio, as it was previously known, and the times we have all had together. Wherever you are and however you're joining us this evening, which has a whole new list of things, whether it be... Uh, Facebook, iTunes, the Podcast Play app in the Windows Store right now on, um, po- what's it called? Google Play Music Podcast for go. Android, the myriad of other podcatchers, our home on Livestream or Stitcher, or, ready for this list? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Mixer.com, uh, Periscope. Or YouTube Live, or of course on our apps, plugitslive.com slash apps, available for the Windows devices in your life, and more coming in the very near future. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Um, this here, like I said, is F5 Live Refreshing Technology, the flagship show on the Plug Hits Live family of content. Uh, we are live every Sunday night at about 9 p.m. Eastern for about an hour. Um, and normally, normally... We talk about uh, the news of the week, gadgets, gaming, internet media, that type of thing. Um, We will discuss it no matter who is in the room. Um, Obviously, this week went a little different. Not today. Uh, Normally, Avram and I discuss the news of the week. Uh, This week is going to be a little different because in addition to having Alante here in the studio again, uh, we're not going to be talking the news of the week instead we're going to be talking about uh the last 10 years of the show because uh two weeks ago was our 10 year anniversary uh we'll we'll get into that stuff in just a little bit before that abram how have you been the last couple weeks it's always (laughs) weird to not talk to you for a few weeks i know how have you been it's been a crazy couple of weeks for us but uh Doing better than I could be, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, well, things here are not too bad. Not not too bad. We had a nice Father's Day. Uh, had some nice time with nice time with my son. We haven't gotten to uh, to put together all the Arduino stuff that I got, <laughs> but I did take your advice and go to Radio Shack right and before. buy a whole bunch of things from the parts store. Right before the last ones went away, I guess. They're still open here. There's like oh. one I was at yesterday. It was okay. uh, closing on Tuesday. Mind you, they're out of like most of the good stuff yeah. even in the parts store. Like I couldn't get a project box or anything like we discussed, but I did get like a bunch of lights and switches and okay. things. So, uh, you know, it was uh, I what I really need is more time to right? do stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been cool. Gone to a couple of cool uh things like the novo event this week so uh so neat stuff is that where they they showed off the the idea of the bendy laptop yes Um. and it's very much an idea (laughs) because you know i asked uh right after that i had an interview uh with david hill 
who is the lead designer for Lenovo. Okay. Actually, I think he's the lead designer for ThinkPad. I don't know if he is involved with IdeaPad and other Lenovo stuff. But anyway, so I asked him about that. I was like, oh, what well, can you tell me about that concept? And he was like, yeah, it's a concept. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Mind you, you noticed that was a rendering, right? Uh-huh. So it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was not, um, you know, they... You know, that they might be thinking about it, but I don't think they've actually built a prototype or anything. Yeah. Um, where, whereas what is more uh, real is that they announced and, and are working on are going to come out in October with the 25th anniversary ThinkPad, uh, which could be cool. What they won't share a lot of details about that. So understood. So we'll see. Uh, but I'll be looking forward to, to learning more about that. Um, closer to the time it comes out uh, so that was fun but uh, you know lots of lots of stuff coming out coming out lots of new things obviously it was an Apple event not long ago right I know we're all excited about that <laughs> <laughs> oh indeed <laughs> so, some of our viewers might be but I know the yeah. three of us are all like meh crickets well that's how we met right <laughs> yes indeed I was going to say you know, uh, one of the things that we teased a couple of weeks ago was that we were going to talk about how we initially met. What was it? 2011? Well, I can't. I No, it was earlier than that, I think. I'm pretty sure it was earlier than 2011. It, it would have had to have been 2010 at the earliest. That was our first CES as a group. Okay, that might be it. So 2010 or 2011. I think, yeah, I think it was our first one. So it must have been 2010. I absolutely love this story. Do you want to tell it or do you want me no, to? No, you tell it. You okay. tell it because I'm old and my memory failing. Uh, <laughs> so it was our first CES. We didn't quite know what we were doing. Uh, the team was just three of us, me being the only one left. And because um, obviously the, the cast has changed a lot over the years. We'll talk about that Drastically. later on. But um, so... Um, so the three of us were at uh, press day, and uh, it was at the Venetian back then, and we had gone between events, we had gone to the food court to get something to eat, and the three of us sat down, and then uh, we're eating and talking and whatever, and Avram comes over, and he asks John, hey, do you mind if I sit here? And John's like, no, of course not. Oh, great. And so Avram sits down, and he pulls out not a MacBook, which <laughs> if... If you've ever been to one of these press events, mm-hmm. not a MacBook is statistically insignificant. <laughs> it's, it is unbelievable how many glowing Macs you see at press events. It, so, is, it is a little disturbing. So we were really excited to see not a MacBook. <laughs> and so John says that to Avram, <laughs> and the two of them start talking, and here we are many years later doing the 10 year anniversary show together. I was just really impressed with you guys outfits. I was like, these, these guys are really must be some really together group <laughs> that they have like these matching out matching uniforms. Uh, little did you know, <laughs> I, one of my, one of my great, uh, enjoyment. The thing I enjoy the most actually about going to events, um, is is meeting other journalists that's like my favorite thing whenever i go to events because i figure these are probably people who 
you know, whose work that I may be reading or listening to and, you know, any of them could be my next boss or something. So, you know, so I really like to, you know, and I, I just, I really like to meet my colleagues. I make it a big point whenever I'm in the press room or whatever, if I get a chance to go and like, you know, be a more gregarious person than I am like 90% of the time. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was psyched. That was only, my, I think, my second CES oh, wow. uh, that I went to. So, because I think 09, I think, was the first one that I went to. Okay. 08, I was working, I was working at Laptop and Tom's Guide, but I had just started like the month before. So I didn't go to that one. Got it. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I was, I was like, man, these, wow, these guys are really together. They have like their own podcast. That's awesome. I was, I was, honored to to trade business cards with you guys and i was honored when you invited me to, to guest on your show and i'm still honored <laughs> to be guesting on your show uh, seven eight years later i, I don't think you know? it can, i don't think it can be called guesting this long can no, i i know no, okay. <laughs> i'm honored to not be guesting on your show. <laughs> i'm still honored to be appearing on your show uh you know, after all this time. So it's, it's an honor for me, uh, every, every time, well, you know, we are definitely so, glad to have you. Yeah, man. You know, the, so it's, uh, and it's always cool when we, when we can get together. And, yeah. and so I, I'm, I'm as psyched about it, more psyched about now than even than I was then. Uh, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, you know, knowing you guys, uh, through all this so it's uh it's fun i i enjoy it i'm glad to be on to to talk about the the 10 years and you know it's been uh it seemed like only the other day to me but <laughs> i, I know when when i realized about i don't know about four months ago when when you and i were trying to figure out what a longevity plan was going to look look like because obviously Things have changed over the years, and <clears throat> Avram did not used to be the co-host of this show. He only had the pilch point, and uh, so some things changed about a year ago, and you and I were talking, how do we, what do we do? What does this look like going forward? And I, I looked, and I'm like, oh my god, it's 2017. <laughs> the, Ten years is coming up. Whoa, it does not seem like I've been doing this for ten years. Time, time really flies. I mean, uh, I this is coming up on ten years at my job, uh, at working at working at uh, Laptop Mag and and now Tom's Guide is coming up on ten years at my job. So uh, November. So, wow. you know, that makes it the longest job that I've had. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but but the best because I get not only do I get to you know, play with toys and then write about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but more importantly, I get to meet some uh, really cool folks and the friends that I made through this job are, are more important than any of the gadgets that I got to, to play with. Yeah, for sure. I've, we have met some fascinating people over the years. Um, obviously you and Cherie who, have both become really close. We love hanging out anytime, mm-hmm. anytime we get the opportunity. One of my, one of my favorite memories is actually of Cherie 
when we were at E3 a couple years ago. And, God, it, it must have been after the Sony press conference. We didn't have anything to do, so we just drove down to the pier. <laughs> Shuri, is, Shuri is always up for hanging out and doing stuff. For sure. Know. I'm always worried about, like, you know, is the boss going to mail me about, like, what stories I put up? But Shuri is always up for, like, you know, she always can have time to... She always makes the most of makes the most of all of, of all of these yeah. events. I'm, I'm kind of envious of her. She always <laughs> finds a way of doing something cool. Now, what you have to do for the 11th year is you have to come to Computex. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, on my, <laughs> it's on my whiteboard. It's one of the things that we want to add to 2011. 20, what's next year? 2018. I was about to say, we're traveling yeah. back? You got, that's because it's, uh, that's really cool, and I think you guys would, would have a blast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> based, on, based on what we've gotten to see from you over the last couple of years... I have no it, doubt that we'd enjoy it. Where's that one held yeah. again? That one Taiwan. is in Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. Taiwan. I would love <laughs> to do that. Yeah, it's the the main thing you would be disappointed perhaps is that it's so there's so many like western stores there and things that oh, you wow. might forget where you were <laughs> for a while because like it's just like Starbucks, Donald's, 7-Eleven. Mm. But it's a really cool place, but every now and again, I'm like, oh man, do they have to have so many, so many American, so many American stores? <laughs> kind of, kind of feels a little bit less like a trip. Um, but the 15 hour trip will make you remember it was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would imagine so. That that's like, that's the overwhelming bit for me right now is knowing how far it is and. It's, for us it's, to be able to do our thing, how much would have to come with? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just the simple nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but we're try We have to figure out how to do that for uh for Web Summit if we can pull that off at the end of the year. Anyway, because that's in uh, uh, Lisbon. So oh. that's gonna be a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been it's been interesting. That's one of the things that over the last ten years has been fun is is growing the events that we go to, right? Like when we started, we did uh, like little local events, um, MegaCon in Orlando, MetroCon in Tampa, uh, like little little things like that. And then one year we're just like, all right, that's it, CES this year, done and. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a challenge that obviously has paid off hugely for lots of reasons uh anybody who has watched the show for a long time uh recognizes that uh monster has been a sponsor of ours for a very long time alante and i are both wearing monster headphones there's a monster blaster right in front of us here um that has saved our bacon at least once um anyway um <laughs> So we met Monster at that first CES. It was one of the few things that actually happened at that. No, it was the second CES because it yeah, was the one you were at. I was there. It was our yep. second CES. Um, and the people from Monster have been so good to, to us and the people that we work with. Um, we were, uh, if you were watching 
the pre-show, um, like people on Periscope, when we were doing the, the tech testing earlier, um, uh, two weeks ago we were all, obviously last week we were off because it was Father's Day. The week before we were off um, because Alante and I were at an event uh, in Orlando, um, the launch of a nonprofit organization for a friend of mine who died at Pulse uh, last year. And um, Monster helped sponsor the event. <laughs> yeah. Because they knew that somebody, part of their group, had been personally affected. So Monster helped sponsor the event, which was really cool. And that's a CES. Like, just somebody we met at CES almost accidentally, and now here they are. They're like, oh my god, I didn't know that that affected you. Let us help. I would, I would just like to interject a little bit, you know, to go a little more into that. Because I remember uh, uh, when, you know, it was time to... Uh, set up to meet Noel and to talk to him for the first time. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, me, I'm quaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm like, man, I'm about to talk to this big shot. You know, we're we're about to talk yeah. to this big shot. Like, how do we, you know, wh- how do we need to present ourselves? Like, and then he comes out, he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're so cool. Blah. Like, he was just... He's just the most down to earth. He's more down to earth than some people I grew up with. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. <laughs> so it was, you know, he's someone that even though he's the CEO of a giant company and they're doing tremendous things, he'll disarm you really fast. Yeah. In in a good way, of course. Yeah. He'll he'll shut those defenses down where you're like I need to be. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, whereas in other plus you know you know a guy rolling up on a segway is a little <laughs> disarming to begin with yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's also a little confusing if you don't know what's going on e- so exactly that's even better exactly that's true <laughs> and i mean we've and we've met a lot of big shots you know between uh ludicrous uh, <laughs> still one of your favorites absolutely i mean to i mean i i not to go off too much <laughs> but i mean i i grew up in the hood <laughs> you know and we in the hood you listen to these guys and then you know i i go to ces 10 15 years later and uh, I meet this guy who's actually pretty short. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he is actually, he, is. he and I are the same height. I'm 5'7". And it was very surprising to see that he was, I mean, but but you talk to him and you kind of expect him to, uh, you, you kind of expect him to have that rapper mentality, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and, and the, the and he's a total speech. business guy. He, that, he's, <laughs> I mean, it, talk about I, I was disarmed in the wrong way. <laughs> you know, it, it was, wow, the, he's, whoa. <laughs> well, how I, do you think he pays for all, all of those people in the different area codes? <laughs> Thank you, Avram. I'm just going to say all those people in the uh-huh. different area codes. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> We're with you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm done. I'm leaving the show. <laughs> That was great. That was great. That was totally unexpected in a wonderful way, Avram. Thank you for that. <laughs> I would like to point out that uh, on Periscope, you just got some hearts for that. That <laughs> seemed to be uh, some hearts for that joke. So good job. 
But he was he he was an amazing person to talk to, you know. And same thing with uh, and, he, and he lent you his personal headphones for the interview because uh, the ones that they were gonna let you wear uh, disappeared. Yeah, and so I got to wear. By that I mean. Alante was wearing a black polo shirt, and they handed him black headphones, and nobody would have had any idea he was wearing them. By the way, my hair was bigger than this. Than it is right now. So, so the so the black headphones just kind of sunk uh-huh. into my hair, and it wasn't a good look. They wanted to show off the products. They're so like, let's grab these gold ludicrous headphones. Uh-huh. And they were his personal ones from yep. the other room. That yep. was awesome. So it was... You should I'm, never clean your ears again. Yeah. <laughs> Way Maybe ahead a of you. piece of his earwax fell into your ear and you should just let it stay. <laughs> I need to let it cultivate. Let, let it take <laughs> over me. Well, that was quite a word. <laughs> um, but I mean, there was... There was before, before we oh, continue, yeah. I want to say real quick, um, anybody who's watching in any of the many different platforms we're on tonight, um, uh, Periscope, Livestream, Mixer, um, feel free to throw in some of your favorite things. From the last 10 years, uh, we definitely, obviously, if you're on Periscope, it's going to dis- disappear pretty quick, and I think they have to be pretty short, but uh, on Livestream or Mixer, uh, they show up and stay. <laughs> so if you have some interesting things from the last 10 years, uh, definitely throw them out, too. Uh, we want not just our stories and stuff, but yours as well. Absolutely. Continue along. <laughs> but there there were more people, like, uh, you know, meeting Swiss Beats um, yeah. was an equal it was an equally as great a, 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 an experience as it was meeting Ludacris because he's also a, a very talented businessman you got to spend a lot more time with Swiss too a whole lot that, <laughs> that man you, you you guys get some some really good interviews I think the biggest celebrity I ever interviewed was Florence Henderson nice I would be excited about that one yeah though. yeah <laughs> but that's like the only one okay I understand <laughs> I I gotta I gotta say the the most probably the most memorable thing was uh, cra- <laughs> crashing Javier Colon's party. <laughs> we didn't quite crash it. We it, did physically have an invitation. We crashed it. We did. <laughs> we were invited by somebody who did not have the authority to invite us. Exactly. But we did have physical invitations. It was so. it was it was a it, it was. A <laughs> A proper improper invitation. Right. We didn't know what we had gotten ourselves into. Um, you and I were working together that day on the show floor, yep. and Nick and John mm-hmm. were working together. And they they come to us at the end of the day. They're like, "Hey, so um, we've been invited to this thing. Um, we don't quite know where it is. We just know that it's at the Paris Hotel, and we have this invitation. And the DJ at the Monster Booth. We haven't met Monster yet. This is how we yeah. met them. The DJ at the Monster Booth." Um, gave us these invitations and said, uh, you should come join tonight. And we're like, all right, sounds like fun. <laughs> so we follow the instructions on how to get to this thing. And um, like, there's a floor number and a room number. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're try- we get to the elevator and we look, we jump in the elevator and it doesn't go to this floor. Yeah. Well, that's, uh-oh. Inconvenient. So we go looking for somebody from the hotel and they're like, oh yeah, those are the um, penthouses. You have to go to this elevator back around the hidden back that way. Like, oh, it's we're going to a Las Vegas penthouse in the <laughs> in the Paris hotel, okay. right? Indeed. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, that's a thing. 
It's our second CES. We've done no other big events at this point. We're like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so we get up and we're like, all right. So the hallway is really dark. This is mm -hmm. weird. And there's music. Yeah. The whole place is really quiet, except for this really loud music coming from way down that hallway. From, like, big, fancy double doors. So we go <laughs> trekking down the hallway, and there's a monster sign, and there's a girl standing out front. Mm -hmm. And I... Nick, is that somebody you know? Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. So, like... You know, you know Nick. He just walked up confidently like he's supposed to be there. <laughs> and he hands her the thing. And like, she's like, yeah, sure, come on in. And, uh... In we go, and then all then like open bar and there's mm -hmm. food, food. There's all this, this like uh, whole sushi bar in the back. And, yep. And then they're, they're like, okay, music time. And then Javier Colon, who won the first season of The Voice, uh, performs. And then amazing performance. Yeah, by the way. a great performance. And then a group named Scarlet. Yeah, uh, from L.A. performed. And then uh, a woman. Um, Sophia. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I'm friends with her cousin on Facebook. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, she performs. She's like the granddaughter of, like, a, I don't remember who, but she's like, he was like a, a big blues guy from mm -hmm. from uh, from Louisiana in in the, like, the early days of, of blues. Yeah. And uh, so she's trying to make a name for herself. She actually auditioned for the voice this past season nice <laughs> anyway so they performed and it was all very very cool and then uh, music stops and start people start mingling again and nick is off talking to this guy who obviously we didn't know because we didn't know anybody in the room except yeah. the dj who nick never did find <laughs> and so eventually the guy just stops he goes okay i have to ask who the Wait. hell are you guys <laughs> Nick, Nick gets into panic mode. Yeah. He's like, what? What do you mean? Because, well, there's maybe a hundred people in here, mm -hmm. and there's like eight that I don't know by name, and you, you... guys are four of them. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're not in any kind of trouble. I don't care. I'm glad you're here. You're fun to talk to. But who are you? <laughs> and didn't he, didn't he say, and you have cameras or something right, like that? Yeah. yeah. So Nick introduced himself and us and he's like oh cool that's great and then they just went back to their conversation <laughs> and well, that was how we met monster i i Who thought how are you guys i thought i was gonna get booted out of <laughs> the window like like in fresh prince of bel-air fashion <laughs> <laughs> you know so, so that was fun and then and then small small note i've got to make the small note of uh -huh. we were in I, well, I was walking around kind of looking at the scenery, you know, I'm like, wow, this is you know, the Paris Hotel and everything's all golden and beautiful and kind of colonial looking. And then I walk into one of the side rooms and I look at this table <laughs> and I'm like, this pissed you off. I've never seen you as frustrated. Wait as you were at this. Wait till you hear this. I mean, I'm I'm an artist, all right. And if any artists are are watching right now, you may understand You'll as well. Understand. But I look at this table and I'm like, one of these things is not like the other, because this table had like Anubises, uh -huh. or I should say Anubisi. That's the plural. Huh? That's the plural. Like surfi <laughs> is the plural of surface. Surface. So Anubisi are all over <laughs> this thing. 
and there's like Egyptian hieroglyphics uh-huh. all over the table. And then as you left the room, you started to notice that it was everywhere. Everywhere. The entire room in the Paris hotel was Egyptian themed. But like it was completely out of place. <laughs> Everything else was colonial. Except for this like except for these couple of pieces yeah. that were in this room. Like this big table and there was a, a smaller end the two end tables in the main living room. Yeah. Were that way. It was so bizarre. And so I proceeded to point it out to everybody because it bothered the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was pretty upset about that. I think I Well, they must have gotten it on like a remainder sale from the Luxor. <laughs> but, but it's the Paris Hotel and we were in a penthouse suite. Come yeah. on. Yeah, you were, and you were probably the first person to ever notice it. Probably. I should complain. <laughs> so, Abram, <laughs> obviously we're not the only ones to have... Interesting event stories. You've got to have one. Ah, uh, you know, thing. I mean, I think all all the events are. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of interesting events over the years for sure. I mean, you know, getting invited to events that were a little bit more like, not like big events like that, but like a press event. Um, I still remember a few years ago getting invited to be to like this press event for the when they were about to launch the microsoft surface the first surface Mm -hmm. uh you know uh to visit microsoft's campus that was pretty uh pretty interesting uh you know they wouldn't let us take any pictures even of stuff that like was not worth taking a picture of Uh uh-huh um you know and uh it was you know that was that was pretty interesting you were uh, you were so excited when you came back, and you were so I frust- was. and you were so frustrated that you couldn't tell us anything. Yeah, well, I you know I thought it was interesting to get to see the Sanctum Sanctorum or whatever of Microsoft. <laughs> I always I always really like, and I didn't get to really see there, like to see what kind of computers companies give their employees. Uh-huh. Like what's so like Intel, for example, uh, at least last I checked, gives all their employees ThinkPads. Okay. That's their that's their official uh, that's their official company notebook, or at least it was last last I saw a couple of years ago. And uh, was funny one time I actually went to visit an Intel office in I think it was was it Austin uh, I think, and um, they had a uh, and like that day I think they had some kind of problem because a Windows XP update didn't work or something. And I thought it was kind of funny because <laughs> that year, it was like two years after Windows 7 came out. So it was like, wait a second, you're supposed to be Wintel, but you're using, you're <laughs> using, uh, still using Windows XP on your office computers or something. So that's funny. You know, that's, that, that was kind of interesting. I mean, obviously the world trips that I've taken, uh, been kind of cool, but, uh, at the same time, they're actually like not a vacation at all. I mean, going to Taiwan, mm-hmm. which I've done now seven or eight times, has been great. Um, going, I went to Barcelona a bunch of times. Yeah. Ah, the most interesting time I ever had going to Barcelona was the first year that I went. We had a. We don't accept this anymore because really, if one can afford to, you don't don't want to. But we used to, you know, back before we were owned by our current parent company, accept uh travel so like if a company wanted to sponsor us to go we would say okay sure you know so like samsung uh 
took a bunch of journalists over and they paid for our hotel and, and airfare. Now we, you know, since then we always pay for our own. But anyway, because they they had some kind of a policy that when they send people over a certain number of hours, they have to be put in business class. So that was the only time I've ever gotten to to have to like see how the other half lives. <laughs> I got to I got to fly on um, what's it like on uh, British Airways, what's it called like upper class or something? Okay. Uh, and the, where the seat becomes the bed. Ah uh, yes. And, and like you really even you, no one's really sitting next to you because there's like a wall between you and the other person oh, wow. who's sort of across from you. Um, which is good because the wall was kind of like a sneeze guard because the guy sitting across from me kept sneezing. I was like, <laughs> better roll up this wall. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it was, uh, that, that was interesting. I mean, we got to, that was a really nice plane, but then the hotel wasn't so nice. So what can you do? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, it's, it, you know, so I've had some interesting trips, trips and events, I, I haven't been the one who's gotten to do most of the celebrity interviews. That's like my colleague Cherie does a lot of celebrity interviews because she's doing things like, uh, you know, audio. Like, yeah. it seems the celebrities like to associate themselves with headphones and speakers. You don't see a lot of people, celebrity, associating themselves with laptops and phones. Uh, but the, the guy from Big Bang Theory is the spokesperson for Intel. Yes, so but he doesn't show up to two events to chat with people which it's, is which is disappointing uh yeah i mean to be honest like it's just commercials right like right. he's not but remember there's also that um it used to, i don't know if it's still a thing but remember for a few years there it was a thing to try and get celebrities and have them be your creative director uh-huh even though they weren't actually really doing anything uh-huh. so like so like, like blackberry so the most famous one is black i think has to be blackberry with Alicia Keys, yep. where Alicia Keys was, this is just for the memory of our audience who <laughs> may not remember the story. Uh, so Alicia Keys for a, a hot minute there for, for like a month or two was appointed the creative director of BlackBerry. I'm really not sure why, because I don't know what, I mean, I guess they're just looking for someone who would do it and who was considered pretty cool at the time. But, you know, I'm not really sure what the relationship like where, where that was a natural fit right. for them. Uh, so she came and she said something like, yeah, the, they brought her on stage when they were announcing a new phone. And it was supposed to be like, now we're cool. Because that was a big problem for BlackBerry. Now they've just given up. But it, for a while there, <laughs> they were trying to be cool, right? So, uh, so you know, she came out. She's creative director. And then like a week later, people looked and they saw on Twitter that she was tweeting with her iPhone. Uh-huh. <laughs> then they then a whole bunch of people caught her like in a dressing room or something with her iPhone and like basically no blackberries and and they're just embarrassed you know like if you're going to take the money and pretend to be an employee of someone to be a spokesperson the least you could do is carry the phone right, right. you know go, go all in you know now <laughs> i i don't know for example the other one was uh Ashton Kutcher for a while was creative director of Lenovo, I think. Oh, wow. I, I don't I don't know if he was ever, you know, I don't know how that ever panned out. Um, well, but, the rest of the group here all went, 
Oh, so and Will Will I sounds... Am has been creative director of like a hundred different companies. Yes, he I mean has. he gets around. Yeah, and he's currently the uh, the celebrity spokesperson for First Robotics. Uh... Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Will I Am, but I'm just saying, like he he was he was a spokesperson for Intel for a while, but not just spokesperson. Like it's one thing to say like he's a spokesperson, which is what he probably really was. Right. But. <laughs> To say that, like, he's an employee or a partner or, like, director of of something, yeah. you know. Uh, I think for a while, T.I. was director of something for Toshiba. Oh, wow. Or something. Oh, so, uh, no, no, no. Um, it was um, it was T-Pain. Oh, I'm sorry. It T-Pain. Was, it was T-Pain because there was the, the commercial with uh, him and the sandwich and the laptop with the waterproof keyboard. Yes, that's you what know, I was thinking. Of. You know what? Yes. You so know what, it's funny. It's He's, amazing how if you're a celebrity, you could become creative director of something without actually doing anything. being creative that's or doing true. anything. Uh, <laughs> but it's sort of like how you can get an honorary degree, like an honorary PhD or something, without actually going to school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I wonder if you could put that in your resume. Fun, fun. creative director for <laughs> a minute, but uh, fun, fun, know, weird, so, fun, weird. Like, uh, sorry to cut you off real quick. Yeah, um, no. But before I forget, you said you said Ti, but in my head I did picture T Pain, but it didn't correct in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so weird. That's I like right. I know both people, <laughs> you know very well, but I it so my brain knew. <laughs> I, I I think I just discovered that Alante's microphone was not coming to you, Avram. I so, can hear him though. So I, so I've I've made sure that it is. <laughs> Um, but you, you and I got to do the, uh, the PC build race a couple of years oh, ago together yes. at CES. Yes, actually, actually that was one of the, we, we, I did that for a few years and I was glad that we were able to do it together that time. That was, that was pretty cool. I think they've stopped doing it now, but that was awesome. I love that. That was, you know, they, uh, Tiger Direct used to have a charity PC race for charity and, when I was starting to go to CES and I heard that they had this, I was like, Oh man, I really want to do this. And I found a way to like weasel my way into it, even though <laughs> I was from laptop mag and not from like desktop mag or anything. I, I managed to, <laughs> you know, I got in touch with the people and I was like, like even like right after it happened the first time that I saw, it, I was like, Hey, can I be in on this next year? And, and so, and like, like three or four times during the year, I was like, Hey, have you decided yet when you're doing it? Can I sign up? And then, after, you know, so I, I was really psyched to do it because it was such an honor to be in there with some really great people, you know, people whose work I admired, like the folks at Maximum PC, uh, you know, who I was big, big fans of for a long time, like Gordon Ong. And so, Cause, like, because there's only they only chose 24, right? There are. Yeah, I mean, there was like, I don't know, something like, yeah, something like 24 people. I, I don't know that it was like overflowing with people that wanted to do it or something, but mm-hmm. it was it was cool. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I was I was happy, happy for you to do it with me, too. Now, listen, I never came close to winning. I have to admit it. And it's not because I don't know how to build a PC. What that thing is, it doesn't test your PC knowledge. What they do is they have a computer that's mostly built already. Uh-huh. The CPU is in the case. The motherboard is in the case. And then your job is to, like, put in the SSD, put in the RAM, put in, 
a C, a, a, an optical drive, you know, connect the cables inside, yep. close it, boot it, and whoever can do it fast enough, fastest, wins. And then they would donate ten thousand dollars to the charity of their choice. And then all the computers that were built would get donated to something. Um, but what uh, you know, what they're really measuring is how sticky are your hands. Like, can you get the screw in there without dropping it? Yeah. If you drop the screw, then you lose, you know? So I, I was always dropping the screw and having to chase it around the floor. Like, you know, it's not like any real PC build where I, I've done where the hardest part's actually putting the, the motherboard in. Yeah, indeed. And getting it on the standoffs and getting the, the CPU on and then making sure that you get the cooling fan on the CPU with the right amount of paste and all that stuff. So, no, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like that. The, the winner would, would would complete the PC build in like four minutes. And then they would let the rest of us struggle for like 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> while everybody watched and were like, are you done yet? Eventually, like somebody, some of the, they had tech support people would come by and help you. It was, it was sad. But, uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed, I enjoyed participating in it just to be there with all the other people. And, uh, what, and uh, remember they even had like celebrity hosts a couple of times. Like, yeah. uh, what's his name? They, the comedian guy who was in the usual suspects, uh, was host one year. Um, trying to remember. I can't help you. Anyway. Yeah. He was host one year. Um, uh, one of our fellow, uh, racers, uh, I Justine is now a semi-famous, well, I guess she always was a semi-famous podcaster, uh, YouTuber. I've seen her now showing up on like the Celebrity Apprentice and uh-huh. uh, really and on uh, the Food Network for like Chopped or something. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you know, but we knew she was famous that then because she had like she had a, an assistant. Um, so uh, you know, yeah. but it's cool like meeting. That's why I did it to meet people to to like hang out and meet my colleagues, and that was my main my main desire in, in going to it. And I really enjoyed it, um, you know. So uh, I think I think they eventually stopped doing it, but it was it was a blast. I did it for like five years. Uh, I still do a show. I got to see if I can get you in on this. Uh, do yes. a show yes, called uh, the Last Gadget Standing. Yes, uh, and uh, that's another one where I got to know some of the people who are in, involved in it, and they asked me to to join and i i just loved it like i'm i'm a total whore for doing any type of panel or anything <laughs> like that like any type of like panel you tell me i'm a judge like okay i'll be there free <laughs> do my work later you know so this was like so uh, the last guy just standing they have uh it's like a last comic standing or one of those things but for gadgets and so a bunch of us tech journalists are asked to be judges and by judges we mean we don't actually decide who wins. We decide before the event happens which ten uh, companies get to present, and then we sit there. We sit there, and then they have an applause meter, and the audience decides who wins. But um, but uh, that one is actually hosted by, or has been previously hosted by uh, the guy from Howard Stern Show, Gary from Howard Stern Show. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so. Uh, I've watched him butcher my name several years in a row. It's Avram Pillich is one of our judges. Wow. 
Okay, Baba Booey, whatever you say. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, uh, oh, you know, man. but, uh, you know, but that, that kind of thing, that kind of thing, I, I really enjoy, enjoy doing at these, at these events. It's always, it's always a blast, but I'm curious, 10 years ago, what laptop were you using? <laughs> um, oh boy, what were you using 10 years ago? You know, the the show originated, well, interestingly, it originated on desktop, went to notebooks, and has come back to being run on desktops. Um, yeah, we, we originated on, um, on some very basic <laughs> desktop computers, because obviously, okay, so when we got started... I'm going to tie iJustine back in here real quick. <laughs> so when we got started, uh, we got started. So we've always done the show live. And if you go look at the podcast community, you'll find out that we are in the minority. Um, very few shows do theirs the way that we do. Um, we've just, I, I've just always liked the whole live thing because you, you only get one shot at it. And mm-hmm. somehow when you only have one shot, you don't make the mistakes that you make when you know that you've got a safety net. I can tell you a story of one night that our like 60 second intro took an hour and a half to record. Um, yep. <laughs> I that issue too, cause you're trying to be too perfect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so doing the live show, you don't have that concern and then you don't have all the editing afterwards. It's just, it's been a wonderful thing. When we started, we started audio only because the idea of live streaming video would have been insane. Um, I think you guys started video not too long after I showed up. Yeah, we start the first the first video we ever did was actually at CES. We started yeah. video at CES, um, so we started audio only, but we still did the show live on a uh, platform called TalkShoe. Um, oh man, yeah, recorded live. live. Uh, everybody thought that I was the one who did that promo. Mm-hmm. It sounded just like me, but it wasn't. I promise it was not me. Um, <laughs> He's lying. Everybody had that same promo at the beginning of their MP3. Anyway, so, um, anyway, uh, we started on TalkShoe, and it was a really weird setup, but it required very little on our part Mm -hmm. to be able to do. We had uh, a mixer, not the one that we have now, that just, like, line out into a desktop computer, and then we used Skype to call into the service. Like, that was, that was it. And then people, we still had the chat room, people could still Mm -hmm. talk, um... We had this one uh, super fan, uh, cool guy who was at every show. Yep. Um, and he would talk in the chat room for the first four minutes, and then we wouldn't hear from him again. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, he followed us over to Ustream mm-hmm. when we started doing live video uh, over on, li- on Ustream. Uh, and then he went away. We never heard from him again. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Into the ether. Uh, yes, into the ether, like Periscope comments. Um, <laughs> uh, but when we were on TalkShoe, there was an ad that everybody saw all the time for iJustine. Because she, u- she was using TalkShoe for her show, too. And then she stopped, and the ad never went away. I would not be surprised if you went to their website right now, and you saw the ad for iJustine... She hasn't used it in eight and a half years, but I would not be surprised if that ad is still there. <laughs> I would just like to point out that uh, when you when you made your uh, 
disgruntled faces, uh-huh. there were hearts going on in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> you don't necessarily know that they were tied in. I'm tying them in. <laughs> because if it was who I think it was, they, I mean, she probably knows, right? I don't know. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but but yeah, we've we've used a lot of platforms and a lot of technology over the years. Uh, God, when we started doing the video, we had a a Microsoft LifeCam. Is that what they call their brand of webcams? Yes. And it, and it was four by three, and it was really bad. <laughs> and then eventually we upgraded to a, a Logitech C920. Mm-hmm. And then to a C930, which I know y'all give the C920 the the score over the 930. And I agree for consumers, the 920 is the right one. But when you got the distance between you and the camera that we have, the 930 has a longer uh, focal range. But anyway, so the 920 <laughs> definitely for most people, I agree with laptop mag. The C920 is the way to go. Um but we had a 920, then a 930, um, and the 930 was officially retired, believe it or not, like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what are we using now? Um, we have got um, a Blackmagic, what's it called? Do you remember the name of it a long time? I sure don't. It is a Blackmagic DeckLink Duo 2 Quad. It is a... Um, it is a video input and output card specifically for uh, broadcasters. Um, if we use the live stream studio software as our broadcast software for the show, um, which obviously is a, a new addition as well in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, last October, I think, is when we went to the full version. Um, and if you buy live streams physical hardware, this is the card that's in it. <laughs> Um, so we've basically been building live streams, official hardware, just on our own here in the <laughs> studio. Slowly. Um, and so we're actually using our, you remember the big Canon camera that we had at CES this year? I sure do. Abram? Yes. That's what we're using for the live show. Ha. Huh. So That's it beautiful. is... It is a huge change from even where we were a year ago. Uh, Michelle just joined the chat on Periscope. Hey. Um, she can attest. Over the last 12 months or so, um, we have had a massive change in technology for what we're doing here in the studio. We can bring two HDMIs in and we can do two HDMIs out that are live stream specific. So I can actually put screens on the wall. And have your feed come out of the live stream box and onto a, a the wall, or I can have the the preview and the program up on the wall, or uh, all kinds of stuff like that. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, all kinds of new capabilities that we did not have in the past. It was it was really fun to come back and because uh, for anybody who's been watching the show for forever, a long time. yeah, forever. Um, would have seen me show up about three years ago at least uh about three years ago and then i went on a hiatus because i did school (laughs) and and, uh and then i tried the living thing and that didn't work so so here i am um 
and, and it was funny to come back and to see how much he's upgraded you know since how much has changed since you left i mean it's it, it's incredible i mean even <laughs> even today i'm still i don't say it out loud but i'm like wow <laughs> yeah the room has changed a lot mm-hmm. i mean even looking looking around now i'm like you know, feel like I'm in a twilight zone a little bit. <laughs> so, so what kind of phone were you guys carrying ten years ago? Oh my gosh, ten years ago, uh, 2007, I would have had a PPC 6600. Uh, how about you, Alante? What what were you carrying? I may have. Uh, yes, I did. I had a, I had a Motorola Razor. That's what I was gonna say. Ah, that was actually my favorite phone. Those Look, were good phones. Those were good phones. I I dropped that thing outside in the middle of winter in Cleveland, Ohio, and didn't realize it until the next morning. It was still alive. Yeah, <laughs> alive and well. That that was the uh, the logical successor to the Motorola something sixty, StarTac. The start. Oh. It was the StarTac, and then the something sixty. I can't remember what the letter was. And then the uh, the Razer was the third generation of that. Uh, the StarTac. Uh, we had a store manager when I worked at Radio Shack. We had a store manager who would show off the StarTac and sell it. Well, you know what happens if I drop it? He'd go, "Oh, what happens if you drop it?" And he'd pop his off his hip and chuck it at the wall, and it would pop into five pieces. He'd click it back together, turn it on, and hand it to him. Wow, <laughs> those were good phones. That was my first cell phone of any kind was a was a StarTac. Nice, and I had it for a number of years. Then I had some type of LG flip phone, which I forget, but it was a, it was an alleged upgrade because it had a color screen. But who who cares? <laughs> And then I had ten years ago, but I was still using. I was not on a, I was not on a smartphone yet. I had, what's called a Samsung Alias, I think it was. It was a flip phone, but the lid would sort of flip this way, and you'd have a little keyboard inside mm-hmm. for texting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and I had that, and I remember, you know, when I started at laptop there were you know the iphone had come out a few months before and everyone was talking about smartphones and i was like why do i need my phone to be smart i don't make that many phone calls anyway Uh, oh oh boy you know and i was like why do i don't need my phone to be that smart i don't make a lot of calls i don't go out much i don't get out much but then you know then then it happens (laughs) then when we got in the motorola droid the first one you know, and I borrowed it for a few days and I showed my wife too. And we were like, we have to have this, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it was, it wasn't, it was just like a simple thing. I was like, Oh, I really want to have email when I'm out and the web, when I'm out and about mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, I want to have this. So, which is funny. Cause you know, I was certainly, it was the first time where I saw something where I was like, yeah, I'm a convert to this. Cause before that I had, totally got i totally a few years before that got the concept because i like i had a uh a cassiopeia like a casio e125 i think it was wow that was one of those pocket pcs you know and i was i used to call it like my bathroom computer i was (laughs) like oh yeah you can like you get the little wi-fi uh cf or whatever mini compact flash wi-fi card 
and you could like it would like weigh a ton, but you could carry it around and be like, yeah, I can look at the web on this pocket internet explorer that shows things looking terrible. But you know, <laughs> um, but it's it's color and everything. You know, it was so much better than my my Palm my uh, Palm Pilot. Right. But uh, you know, so yeah, ten years ago, that that was my phone, and I didn't have. No, I did have a laptop, but it wasn't my main computer. I had a Lenovo ThinkPad. I think it was like a, is it not P50? It was like a 15-inch. was really heavy, mm. and I didn't really use it that much. I primarily used my home-built desktop. And when I started working at, at Laptop Mag and I was seeing all these laptops, I was still not 100% convinced because, again, I was like, well, I'm not really going traveling a lot, not really traveling a lot. I can, My desktop is quite powerful i like that i built it myself Eh, we'll see about this (laughs) then when i saw then when i started to go to trade shows and i would be borrowing one's laptops that we uh had around the office uh for a while i just kept borrowing the same one i kept borrowing the x300 the thinkpad x300 which was a beautiful laptop so light when it, I finally had to give it back, I was like, oh, man, I, I just have to buy one of these. And I did. <laughs> and that was my laptop for like for years uh, before I got the one that I have now. Uh-huh. So <laughs> but uh, you did have that forever. I, I still have it here. My uh, I my wife wanted, you know, who's a, you know, still just likes to use her desktop computer for things, wanted a laptop to take upstairs to the attic. And I was like, here, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it up for you. And I gave it to her. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it was really well made. I mean, it had a, you know, like a really low voltage processor. So even when it came out, it wasn't very fast. So, you know, that was the, the trade off. But I'm always curious to hear what people were using at the time, because you think about like some of the things we were reviewing ten years ago. The the Asus EPC was uh-huh. the new hot was the new uh, hotness. Oh my god, that was the hotness. <laughs> oh my god, that was the hotness. Netbooks, netbooks were netbooks. the hotness oh for like my goodness for like it, six months. Yeah, I, it was more like a year, year and a half. But I yeah, <laughs> netbooks. Netbooks were the hotness. In 2007, they were still on Linux. Like, you get your EPC and it had Linux, and people uh-huh. were like, I don't can use this. And then a few months later, they started to come out with ones on Windows, and people were like, oh, Netbooks. And people would buy Netbooks and spend $500 on those things. I know. And that was Win- considered cheap. Windows 7 Base? Windows 7 Basic? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yes, was Basic, yeah. Basic? I, I was yeah. wrong, by the way. It wasn't a 6600. It was a 6800. And I upgraded to the 6900 during 2007. I was just looking but at yeah, a timeline. Yeah, people people were using them all the time. That was a big deal. I even used to see some journalists carrying netbooks, believe it or not. Oh, wow. I believe it. So, like, yes, I know 90% of journalists carry Apple, uh, carry MacBooks, but... In that other ten percent, I would say five percent are five percent are ThinkPads, you know, uh, like, you know, two or three percent are people who were given HP or Dells from from their job <laughs> uh-huh. and had no, and uh, that's what they're carrying. I'll, I'll tell you, 
I, I felt pretty good being the black sheep and uh you know when it came time to come and type things down you know uh, uh post what you saw uh whipping out my samsung chrome series 7 versus yeah. apple trees everywhere <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. yeah i and i felt pretty great <laughs> nowadays though actually you see a small a higher percentage of people with i think with surface yeah yeah um, I, I even have one now that's yeah surface is surface has gotten has taken some of that market share yeah for sure uh, you know but yeah i mean well, i there, love there are four of them in here right now <laughs> i love going to the press room to see not only who my colleagues are but what they're using uh-huh you know like what are you what are you using i i love i mean not just like what what laptop they're using but like what camera are they using to photograph yeah. things yeah. i'll even try and get a chat with them and find out what cms their 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 company uses you know so I'm always fascinated with what are other people using. That was like my number one question for Florence Henderson when I when I actually did get to interview her. <laughs> nice. It was like, it was like, what what do you use? And she didn't tell me what make and model of computers she used, but she said she used PCs. So, so boy, what a fun question to ask celebrities. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to start doing that. That might not be a bad that idea. That would be fun. Here, so, I mean, I always had the ambition of one day like compiling this and getting like a slideshow of like celebrities and what do they use like what phone do they use what computer do they use of course if it's all iphone iphone it'd be boring but yeah you hope to you hope to learn some things like i don't know if he has gotten an upgrade but i know that donald trump i think used a galaxy s3 <laughs> which uh -huh. which is which is crazy old which is a crazy old phone at this point like yes. you consider that he could probably afford, you know, an eight or whatever. But I think I have um, an S three in the other room that you use <laughs> you just know? for nothing. Yeah, it's literally for nothing. Yeah, it's just a spare. Yeah. I mean, I've got an S eight plus in the other room that I use for nothing. <laughs> but you know, that's also a job interview question that I ask people every time. Interesting. Um, and I've been doing it for since my prior job too, when I worked at about com. I always ask people. I'm always want to ask people like, what tech do you use? That's a cool uh, idea. Because if I'm interviewing somebody for a technology journalist type of job, sure. if they can't give me a detail, I don't care what it is. Uh huh. I want to know if they can answer the question in detail. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. you would be surprised, or perhaps not, how many people I've interviewed uh, who don't know what they have. Interesting. And if you don't know what you have then how can you possibly then you're not a detail oriented person mm -hmm. right now like mm -hmm. like if i ask you like what what phone do you have like oh i have some kind of iphone wait so you can't tell me whether it's the four the 4s the five is it you've been carrying this and you don't know right you know i don't think or, we're gonna get along <laughs> you know or someone is like i have a dell inspiron oh I was like, well, which oh. one? I, I don't know. It has the windows. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if oh, it has the geez. windows, then how are you going to understand the very, you know, like, so uh. it's, it's, you know, I actually once had a guy when I was working about that com be like, hold on. And he like took it out of his pocket, his phone. And he's like, uh, I, I don't know. what, And he's still like, I don't know what this is. A friend of mine just loaned it to me. Oh, wow. What? So that's crazy. So 
Now, look, I understand that, like, if you don't care about technology, you might not remember what you have. Like, if you ask sure. my mom, sure. she may not remember that she has a Galaxy S5. She may just remember she has a Samsung phone. Right. That's, but, that's, what, that's what my mom knows. She knows she has a Samsung. She doesn't know it's a GS7. But she's not interviewing for a job as a technology editor either. Right. 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 You know, that's that's the key message here. You know, you know, the one one of the very uh, one of the things that I like to kind of reflect on a little bit, and I, I'm going to try and keep this story short, but is how uh, my technology has kind of changed and what I've accumulated over the years. Like as a kid, I, I didn't have any computers. You know, growing up in you know in poverty, I would kind of wish I had computers, and all I would see in um, advertisements and stuff is Macintoshes. So, <laughs> you know, specifically the, the, the colorful, clear, see-through ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You, went, you're, you, you are quite young if when you were a kid you were seeing the see-through ones. Yes. <laughs> so, so that yeah, that's, that's what I grew up with was, you know, seeing these, you know, $2,000 machines. And you were that, their target demo. Yeah, you know, that I didn't know back then were pieces of crap even then when they were new. But but then, you know, growing up to, you know, now, let's say let's say 20 years later, um, where now I have three or four computers, you know, several smartphones, active and not active of tablets. And, you know, just like I didn't I wouldn't have dreamed that I would have uh-huh. gotten to where I am uh, now, you that, know, that you'd be sitting here where we're using a phone just as a soundboard. Yeah. Yeah, it is its only purpose in life. <laughs> well, I, I always, you know, I, I was fortunate that I had computers when I was younger, but uh-huh. I, I, I really feel like lucky every day that I get to work in technology journalism because that's what I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and when I say I always wanted to do it, I mean like when I was a kid, I used to pick up a computer shopper magazine and then it was like yo thick with ads <laughs> and i used to flip through that like it was a playboy i was nice. like yep uh-huh <laughs> look at those discs <laughs> holy cow look at that monitor it comes in it comes in gre- it comes with green letters or yellow <laughs> <laughs> oh baby i uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, that's so great. That printer, that printer can actually print graphics, not just text. <laughs> it says it can print one page every five minutes. <laughs> oh, just, now, so I always used to. It for me, it was like what I always wanted to do. And you know, uh, before this job that I have now, I, I worked as technology editor at a site called About.com, and you know, I we didn't get like all the latest and greatest stuff, uh, and primarily I was editing other people's stuff. So when I got to do this and like count, go to CES and like be on the show, or whatever, like for me, it's it's a dream every day, and I'm I'm always really thankful for it, even when things even when things are frustrating. I'm like, yeah, but like I'm doing something that I really really love to do every day, and so even if it's like even if I've got to review a notebook that is a piece of, of, of garbage, or even if I've got to stay up late doing work, like, listen, you know, I, I think we're, we're very, we're very fortunate because a lot of people don't get the chance to like 
to like get to play with all the cool new stuff, mm-hmm. get to go to CES. And I try to keep that in mind when I'm going to these places. Like I, I'm yeah. hoping to be able to share that experience with people who don't get to go. Yeah. Like this is what you would have seen if you were there. Uh, because I mean, that's, that's really just the pleasure and the like of just seeing new and different yeah. stuff. It's true. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm totally with you. I, I love the idea of getting to do the crazy things that we get to do mm-hmm. the get to review products. Like the fact that here in the office, we literally have a stack of Bluetooth speakers for, for review. I, and that people come to us for our opinion on on a product. Um, I was talking to somebody online the other night, um, and they're like, "Hey, so what are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm writing a product review on the Monster Blaster Boombox." They're like, "Oh, um, how is it?" I said, "It's one of my favorite products ever." They're like, "Oh, cool. I think I might get one then." <laughs> like that's that is so cool. I yep. love. I love we have that. caused people to we have caused people to spend a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's certainly that. Um, it used to just be my parents I would cause. I'd be like, <laughs> you should buy that VCR. But uh, <laughs> you should but, see the uh, the statistics that uh, Todd Cochran has on the uh, the TPN CES coverage on uh, how much money has been spent based on our coverage. Ah, uh, that's mm. cool. I've always, you know, I always. Uh, and that's why I love user comments and I love getting like, I love feedback, especially the negative feedback. Cause it means you really touch someone. Mm-hmm. So like the first, yeah, here, here's a story. So the first review <laughs> that I ever did for, for laptop, uh, I review the first laptop review. Anyway, I did for them. Uh, I were ever reviewing. Uh, it was, it was a Lenovo notebook. It was a ThinkPad. I think it was an E series. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really cool because it had a blinking red light on on it. And I was like, you know, like now a lot of things said that. But anyway, it had they had put a blinking red light in the logo to show you like the sleep state, which they still have now, like 10 years later. But anyway, so I described it in the review as I was like, this thing looks just like an Arnold's Terminator eye. <laughs> and I was right. Nice. So. Some dude went and logged into the comment system, which we had at that time was really difficult to register to to comment on our stuff. Okay. You'd end up going to like a broken page and another broken page uh. and having to confirm your email address. You had to really try. So this person registered and then he just put a little comment. He put he put like in quotes what I said, looks like a terminator eye, and he put Avram, you douchebag. <laughs> I printed that out and kept it on my desk. I was like, <laughs> I touched this guy so much. He had to go through the registration process just to call me a douchebag. That's <laughs> that is solid. I <laughs> feel I feel very special. I really I really moved him. So um, no matter which direction you moved him. Yes, I, <laughs> Nick has always worn as a uh, as a badge of honor. I wonder if it's still there. It's got to still be there um, on. On TalkShoe, there was a review of our show. Um, God, I wonder if I could even find us on here now. Um, and the review, it was when there were... God, this website has not changed at all. Um, 
Uh, what? It was when... <laughs> it was just the three of us. It was me and Nick and John. And somebody commented and they they reviewed Nick and they reviewed John and they left me alone. They were mean to the two of them. Uh, it's not there anymore. Um, <laughs> they they said that Nick was a pompous ass. Nick! And they said, oh, we got a heart for that one. Um, <laughs> thank you, Periscope, for making that fantastic. Um, <laughs> what? They called Nick a pompous ass and John a wannabe gamer, and they left me alone. <laughs> but, but Nick, like, when it first happened, Nick was really offended by it. And then after talking to you, like, he wore that as a badge of honor because it wasn't easy to to review a thing on on Talkshoe at all, and so for them to have gone to the trouble to review, still getting hearts on that. I think there was a bunch. There were a <laughs> there, bunch. There was like fifteen that came up. <laughs> Y'all must have known those two. Um, <laughs> um, for for this person to have gone to the trouble to register on Talkshoe. To, to review the show just to say something even that it was negative after talking to you Nick's like no you know what I like that yeah you see you, you moved them the worst thing you could be is forgotten I think I, I don't agree. know yeah, yeah. So, so you know people people you know if people are, are reviewing your stuff if they're commenting it's all good even if it's negative comments right you know sometimes it's been a while since I've done this, but I've written articles where I knew people were going to get offended and I was kind of looking forward to the feedback. <laughs> like, like when I wrote the get an SSD, you putts article like that, <laughs> I knew people would be offended, oh. but, oh. but I meant it. So oh. I know you should get an SSD. <laughs> I know someone but, who would love that statement, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what was the, yeah. what was the one that you wrote that Yahoo News picked up that had more comments than I've ever seen? Do you remember? The and one like that was negative or the ones that were negative. Oh, were yeah, people negative. people were not happy with your take on whatever the topic was. I know some people weren't happy on my take of with the thirteen sixty like complaining about thirteen sixty six screens. Oh, don't buy a fifteen inch laptop was one. People didn't like. I <laughs> yeah, tell I people bet. not to buy it. Uh, you know, sorry. I, I, uh, I, I wish I could remember <laughs> which one it was that you had. Of, you had some people riled up. I got. I had a lot of people who, but I wouldn't consider as negative feedback. I had a lot of feedback. I think the most traffic I ever got, and most feedback I ever got an article, in, which was on Yahoo and, and and elsewhere, was right after my son was born. And I wrote the article about 15 things he would never use. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, but that was not... That's one of my favorites. That was my favorite to write um, article. I had been working on it since before, like a week or so before my, you know, my wife was scheduled to go in for her, her labor induction because uh, we knew when she was going to go in. So, I, you know, and then like, you know, right after he was born, I like whipped out the laptop and I published it. Um, you know, and, and then, then you spent like the next, next three or four days 
taking yeah, pictures I, to disprove it. Then I defied it. Yeah, then I defied it. And the funny thing is I didn't need to take the pictures because it's all, to be honest, to revisit it now, I was way... Uh, I made a lot of assumptions about what he, would, <laughs> what he would like for those not familiar with with the article. Like I listed 15 things that I thought, OK, by the time he gets old enough to use this, no one's going to be using it. So I had like and a lot of it's true. Uh, it has turned out to be true. Like I said, he he wouldn't use a landline telephone. Uh, but I kind of thought like he would never use an optical disc, for example. Right now. No, he used optical discs all the time uh-huh you know because he's he got because he's got his playstation he's got a playstation mm-hmm. he's taking him in he's he's taking him out he's putting him in he knows how to use optical he knows how to use dvds and blu-rays really well and he has for a few years so like that was that was totally wrong i thought by the time what well, i think what i underestimated was how old he would be before he started to use yeah, all this stuff sure. yeah like he is like two years old and he's using this stuff so yeah. You know, and so, yeah, he everything that uh, I thought, you know, by the time he used it, it's going to be long gone. Yeah. Now, there are some things like real, he's never used, used a fax machine. Sure. I don't think he ever will. Sure. But uh, real real quick, uh, for the, the many new people who have just joined us on Periscope in the last, like, 60 seconds, uh, we're talking about an article that Avram wrote uh, right before his son was born about technology that he thought would never uh, come into his hands. <laughs> he was right on some and oops, not so much on others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought, you know, look, this is a good point of reflection to talk about like what people are are no longer going to be using sure. really soon. You know, um, but you'd be surprised at the longevity of, longevity of, of technologies, right? Because yeah. a, a year or two later, I wrote another article that I really liked doing that I keep trying to get uh, help from CES to like, from the uh, CEA, the consumer, uh, the people who run CES to the, like, because the they had CTA. helped me with the C. Oh, I'm sorry, the CT. They were the CEA, the yes. CTA. Uh, they they had actually helped me get the stats for this article. Okay, it was about like all the old technologies that people are still using and what, how many are still sold. So like, I found found out that like 10,000 pagers a year were still sold in the uh-huh. U.S. Wow, and like. And you had a, you had the like the number of people who were still on AOL, yes, <laughs> and like people still on dial-up internet, people Ugh. still people still using payphones, like all that stuff. Uh, but it's it's really hard to track that information down. Yeah, uh, the like so C C T A is supposed to have track that kind of a stuff. Um, I but, actually yeah, do know it, one person who's still using AOL and is still paying for it on dial-up. No, uh, uh, not not uh, not the dial-up, but the the email but, service. Okay, like they're <laughs> they're still paying for it, and I'm like, why are you paying for Oof. internet now, or not internet? Uh, why are you paying for email now? Like, whew, there are dozens, yeah, dozens you can use that you don't have to pay a single penny for. But I'm not gonna it, name that person. <laughs> it always it always amazes me when you dig back into like old stuff that's still around and in use, like. How many people are still using Windows NT or something? Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's still a few somewhere. I know. You every know. T- every time yeah, I see those stats, I'm like, yikes. Yeah, it's it's scary, right? 
And those stats usually come from people who are online too, because that's how they're getting the, the number. Yeah. You know, how many people are still using like Internet Explorer browser instead of uh, Edge, Edge or Chrome yeah. or mm-hmm. Chrome, one of the yeah. hundreds of. You know, <laughs> so it, it always amazes me to think because because I've lived lived through it. You know, right. so some of that stuff doesn't seem quite as old to me as it does, and it will to my. To, as it will to my son and as it yeah. does to say Alante. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I remember, <laughs> I remember when the, when, you know, when the iMac came out and I was like, Hey, this is pretty cool. You can see inside of it and everything. Uh, I have got you know, somewhere around here. I've got an article that was written about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it, it's just interesting to me to, to think back, um, you know, to think back to things that I used what would, sure. I, so as long as we're talking about old stuff, yes. what's the first computer that you owned that you used in your house? I remember mine. In uh, the house was a, a Dell 486. Couldn't tell you what the model number was, but it was a 486 Dell because uh, that's what the credit union that my dad worked at used. Oh, wow. How about you, Alante? What was the first one you had? You know what? Now that I think about it, I can't think of the model. It's okay. What sucks. But it's a, uh, it was an Acer laptop. Very tiny. 13-inch. Uh, um, ah. So uh, Windows? Which, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. It was it was uh, XP? Wow, XP. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. That's a lie. It was... Vista. Windows. It was Vista. Vista. Oh, Vista. Yeah, yeah. It was Vista. Chat yeah. room says Commodore sixty four. Uh, Commodore sixty four. <laughs> I wanted a Commodore sixty four. My parents wouldn't get me one. They got me a TI ninety nine four A. Okay. Uh, nice. Which is famous for having been the computer that Bill Cosby advertised. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, wow. And it was. Uh, and we used to write programs and record them onto a cassette recorder mm-hmm. instead of like floppy disks, we couldn't afford the floppy disk part was too expensive it was like 500 dollars for the floppy disk Ooh. drive so yes. just the drive just the so drive. so you tap one of those radio shack cassette recorders yep and plug that in and then it would record your program i would get the, i used to buy this magazine called compute magazine mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys remember that oh yeah they'd have <laughs> programs like basic programs written typed on the papers and you'd sit there it could be like easily 10 pages and you'd have to type them in and don't make any mistakes yep. <laughs> and then you could save it to the cassette tape which would take like 20 20 minutes to save and it would make noises like a fax machine while saving uh-huh. boing, wow boing, boing, you know and you'd save that wow and uh my you know my my you know when i was like nine that was like the coolest thing uh, cause, cause my parents wouldn't get me the Commodore 64 or the, or the Apple two. Uh, then when I got a little older, I got an, uh, a leading edge model D, which was a, an 8088, uh, PC, which had dot DOS on it. Yep. Very uh, nice. And it had, and it had a, an Amber screen and you couldn't use too much, too many of the graphical programs on it, but you could use Flight Simulator for some reason. <laughs> that is well, interesting. Okie <laughs> uh, Like it was, it was something like it had this what was called a Hercules graphics card, so only certain programs supported it. Uh, it was weird. 
So yes, that so that's how old <laughs> computers were. And when I was in college, when I was in college, a friend of mine who's still a good buddy of mine, my friend Ethan, taught me how to build PCs. And then I nice. built PC for, for college. And I remember he taught me about modems and I got a modem and I was dialing up to like a bulletin board system, not uh-huh. the internet, yep. to BBSs. And you dial up to people's house and stuff like that. And you dial up and you try to download a GIF because they didn't have JPEG. Mm-hmm. You try to download a GIF of something, <laughs> like a picture, and you'd wait while it, it would take like half an hour to download and it would just draw, be drawing. Yeah, you just walk to another room. I, oh I used goodness. to have a I used to have a friend in college who liked to download, let's just say, uh, mature sure. photos. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And he would go and dial it to the BBS, and he'd be downloading it, and he'd be watching it draw, and he'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, not pretty enough. I'm hanging up." <laughs> <laughs> I spent ten minutes on this gift, but I've seen her face. And, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Something like that. that there is are incredible. there are two jokes about that on uh, the IT crowd from the BBC. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Me too. So, so yeah, I, I can I can absolutely remember using all this old technology. So it still gets me when you see people still using stuff that's old. Like, come on, haven't we been there? And then also when you see people who don't appreciate that some of the things that we do today, we sort of did back then in another format or, or yes. another another way like i feel that way about instant message like about all the different instant messaging software like i feel about um you know like whatsapp i don't and 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 uh snapchat mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I i'm old man i don't get it because <laughs> when i started uh working at about.com in 1998 we had icq which was an instant messaging program, mm-hmm. and it did the same thing. Yes. How, so, how about the fact that Slack is basically that bulletin board system we were just talking about that dates back into the 60s? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, because there's really nothing new under the sun. Like, you, it's not really nothing new under the sun. The big selling pretty. point of a lot of these things is that your parents don't use them. You uh-huh. know? Yeah where the cool kids are, are hanging out or that they have emojis. Like <laughs> yeah. that seems to be a selling point that, right. That Apple has now, like we've yeah. added these new emojis. Yep. Everything has emojis now though. Like every little, yes. every little app that you have, even the smallest little app has some kind of emoji attached to it now. And we're constantly, do you remember when, when the Unicode standard was updated like every day, decade or so and now we can't seem to go six months without updating the unicode standard yeah it's it's amazing how the characters have changed and things have changed 11 unicode 11 is in draft right now what (laughs) well you know you gotta uh you gotta you gotta update you gotta you, know, you gotta add a face to the emoji collection that looks like stephen colbert apparently (laughs) yes you Oh, you got to I mean, it's a little it's a little it's a little ridiculous. But listen, I mean, now the level of literacy for people with technology is fantastic. Like it was even 10 years ago. But the amount that you see the like average person or even like an older person who wasn't born with who didn't grow up with it, knowing about technology is really significant. So, uh, you know. You no longer have to teach people computer literacy, really. 
I mean, I remember like in around 2000, I had a volunteer job teaching like middle-aged and older people how to use the internet. You couldn't have a class like that now because everybody knows it. Sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry, we had to cut our mics off for a second. Um, yeah, that it's 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 fascinating to see just how ingrained it is. Like the TV commercials for uh for Alexa to to turn on your oven and let you know when when the thing is done. You know, it's and and that's not targeted necessarily at you and I. That's that's kind of targeted at my mom. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, it, well, it's gotten to the point that it's it's really easy to use things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, you still end up giving tech support to people. Uh, do, you, sure. do you guys find yourself doing that with your families a lot? Yep, indeed. I did it at work. I did it at home. I did it everywhere. Well, to be fair, that was your job. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like people were just coming up to you, hey, I know you know about computers. Can you help me with this? They kind of did. It was happening because <laughs> that's what you did for a living. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. <sighs> you know, oh I, I, it, it, it never it never bothers me, though. Like, no, it's fun. It, it never bothers me. Like, if I'm an expert in something, I might as well help people because I would hope them they would help me. Sure. So, the, the, you o- know. the only time I, I, I ever disliked it was when the person that's asking you for help is talking to you like they know more. Yeah, but yet they're asking you for help. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You mean working at Radio Shack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my mother sometimes, you know, I think now she's learned a little better, but she'd always believe that the person in the store knows better. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like, she'd be like, well, I don't know if I should buy, if I really need this wire. I think I should go back to I think I should go back to uh, best to Staples and ask what they think. Do, like, yeah, no, you should ask what I think. Right. <laughs> I think you need. I think you need the HDMI cable. You know. <laughs> so, but uh, but you know, other than other than that, I mean, I'm always glad to to help people with it. I feel like that's kind of part of what what we do is like to try and help people understand new stuff and, and teach them to help themselves like teach them to 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 do something i mean i feel like i've been lifted up by all the other people uh that i've known in person and on the internet uh you know and whose work that i've i've read and seen that have taught me things yeah you know i and and and, and it never ends like I'm, I'm still learning but uh but i know that that there's going to be a resource out there to help me because somebody put the time in. Right. Like I have, like I have this raspberry Pi zero here that I want to play with. And I know that there's something out there to show me exactly what to do with it. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's uh, very true. So that's, that's always there. But I, I firmly believe you don't talk to people like you try not to talk to people like they're idiots and you yeah. treat people like they know what they're doing, you know? So, uh, I do that now with my five-year-old son. Like, I, I always, I never try to dumb anything down for him in terms of technology. And he learns all these terms, and he doesn't necessarily know what they mean. Sure. But he catches on eventually. Sure. Yeah. It's all about association, really. 
Like, it, and people people think it's hilarious because they'll meet him and he'll start talking to them about Arduino boards. <laughs> and they won't like, and they'll be like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, daddy has an Arduino board. And he's going to make me an Arduino, uh, an Arduino race car. And then he's going to, the, the, the funny, the funniest thing that he's done, I think, is he really loves, and I got to throw a pitch out there for anyone who wants a toy. He really loves his Anki Overdrive race car set. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you any of you guys used that? Yes, I've gotten it's, to use it now. It's and, for it's, and now I get advertisements on uh, Facebook for it all the time, which I blame you for. It's actually for adults, you know, or, or for older kids and yeah. him and adults. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a car racing set, but you control it with your with an app on your phone or tablet. So when we first got it. I could play it on my Android phone, but he couldn't play it on his on his uh, on his Amazon tablet because it wasn't the App Store for yeah. for Amazon. It is now, but it wasn't then. So I tried to sideload it for him, and I had to explain this to him. I'm like, listen, it's not you. Yours has an Amazon store. You can't. You I have to try and sideload it. It didn't work. Whatever. Anyway, every time he would meet somebody, every time he meets somebody now, he's like, Do you have? Does your phone have the Google Store? And they're like, Yes. And he's like. Then you could download Anki Overdrive, <laughs> but, if, but if not, you could sideload it. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's, that's so great. That's wonderful. You know. Oh so, my goodness. So he's five years old saying that stuff. So if he can get it, I think, I think anybody can. Or yesterday, yeah. I, yesterday I quizzed him on uh, the different types of USB, and he knows, and he knows them all now. Very nice. I saw that. So Very like, nice. well, cause, yeah, to be honest, he had asked me about it earlier in the day. He knew sure. what they were, but I explained it to him. I was like, yes, yeah, so your tablet uses micro USB and mine uses USB. My phone uses USB-C and your controller uses mini USB. So, so like he was going around. He's like, yes, yeah. that's a micro USB because I need a micro USB for my tablet. So I thought it was kind of funny. I got him on a video talking about it. But, <laughs> you know, it's if he can get it, then anybody can could get it. It's yeah. Very true. All right. Well, this has been a really fun show. Obviously, very different than normal. Yeah. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put the closing music on if it'll start playing. Oh, I probably have to turn the volume up. What do you think? There we it go. Helps. Volume's um, good. All right. Well, like we said, uh, we're on a whole bunch of new places tonight. Um Periscope has been the most active. If you're on Periscope right now, uh, follow, follow us. We would love to have you follow us. Um, we're going to start doing Periscope a lot more. This is going to be one of the places that we do the show live from now on. Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here. You can go to plugkitslive.com slash join us. And uh, from there, you can see all the ways you can follow along, including YouTube Live, Periscope, uh, Microsoft Mixer, and Livestream.com. Do it. Um, this, for those of you who uh, who aren't aware of what just happened, was our 10-year anniversary show. We have been doing this crazy show for 10 years now, um, as of two weeks ago, but we've been off for two weeks. So um, we're giving it credit tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, been doing this show for 10 years now. Um, we've had an opportunity to do a lot of really cool stuff, meet a lot of really interesting people. Um and we got to talk about that. If uh, you have joined us late live, that is okay. Uh, if you go to f5live.tv in a couple of hours, the show will be available there. 
and you can subscribe um, on the left hand side on the menu or if you're on mobile if you expand uh, the menu in the top left corner you can go to subscribe and see all of our shows including f5 live refreshing technology the pilch point with avram pilch where uh, avram tends to show off interesting stuff that he is working on uh at laptop mag and or tom's guide um <laughs> our special events feed which is now complete with all of the um collision coverage uh you can get there easily by going to collision.live um and our other series are all there as well. Uh, so you can subscribe to all those and see the whole show uh, from tonight on the website in just a few hours. You can also see some of our reviews. Um, for those who know me, you probably will recognize that this watch is not something I usually wear. <laughs> I'm doing a review on a Dick Tracy watch right now. Quite literally. Called the H-Band. Because this little thing here on the back is actually a Bluetooth uh, speakerphone. It just kind of cool, so you can literally talk into it like Dick Tracy, and if you want to uh, <laughs> use it independently, you can pop the little thing off. It's kind of a cool product. It's pretty um, incredible. Yeah, I haven't made a final determination on it yet, so the review won't go up yet, uh, but we've got some new reviews going up as well. Uh, as always, thank you to Avram uh, for taking the time tonight. Uh, this was a really fun conversation, buddy. Agreed. Oh, Always. Especially because Alante was here. Hey. I was just saying, and a special thank you to Alante for being here for our 10-year anniversary. Um, you did, like, a year and a half or two years of of the Prime show yeah. with us, at least, right? Man, did that, did it start off chaotic? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but every episode has been a lot of fun. We've and, done a uh, lot of fun events together. Yeah, and uh, hopefully those those events will continue. Indeed, because I want to go. I have no intention of making you go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so I may not always be here, but um, in special events, you best you best catch me in those. <laughs> I will be in those. And uh, and and Abram, hearts to you, man. <laughs> it was. I think this is the first time we've got to be on the show all together and all in a long time yeah Yeah. and it was oh yeah 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 because we did do it in in the past yeah this was when we didn't have the screen Mm -hmm. we just had him off to the side before we were adding the video for him in. yep and uh so it's it's great to uh do it in modern time (laughs) yes i still loved it when we did the hotel room that time oh yeah that was cool (laughs) it was very cool Yes, we have we have to book a time at, at CES this year to actually do it in person one. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. That would be um, great. Since we're not doing the live show on the floor anymore, mm-hmm. it makes our schedule a little easier. So, yeah, for sure. And um, uh, I, sorry, uh, shout outs to everyone in the in the chat room for yeah. Periscope. Uh, you guys have been very active for sure. And, and um, you know, I I didn't get to really react to all of the comments. Um, but uh, you know, I've seen you guys popping in and out, and lots of hearts going on. Yeah. So thank you. Yes, thanks for all the hearts. Um, a lot of them. Yeah. Especially there, at fun times. Yes, there have <laughs> been a couple of times where we've said things that y'all have apparently very much appreciated, which is great because we did too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so thank you to you guys for being active. We for like, sure. We so like definitely, that. definitely follow us here on Periscope. You will see a lot more of us. Um, all of our shows going forward will be uh, here on Periscope, at least for the 
foreseeable future because um, it has been a whole lot more active than Facebook Live ever was. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we will be here as well. Plus, of course, Microsoft makes our live stream and YouTube live, although the YouTube live um, uh, chat room has not been uh, cooperating. So if you want to talk to us, any of those other platforms are the way to go. But I think on that note, on behalf of the staff that is not here and the staff that is no longer with the show, mm. I'm Scott. I'm Alante. Uh, I'm Abram. And we will see you guys back next week with a normal newsy type show. Ciao. Peace.